What's up, everybody? Welcome to DJ and Dad's podcast. I'm Chris, joined by my co-host, Kyle. What's up today, Kyle? Yo, what's going on, man? Happy to be on the podcast. And what is, what is this, episode 40-something? We're getting up there, man. For, yeah, 40-something, man. And let me tell you, we should be called Dedicated Dads, not DJ and Dads, because it's late for us right now. And uh, we're recording at night so we can consistently get this out to you guys on Mondays. Going to, as always, recap the week. Uh, lots to talk about today. I got my Dot Swoosh shoes. I'm going to show those off, of course, on stream to oh, as you're viewing this. Have some VV drama again. Uh, crypto market is looking good. I'm actually going to do a quick little overview in just a second. Bitcoin is still pumping. Um, overall, just a better feel, better sentiment in the market. Uh, Rider rips and Polly, Paulo, Paul, whatever, uh, they uh, got sued officially by Yuga Labs. This has been an ongoing lawsuit for like a year now. And uh, I think it was like 1.3 or 1.5 million, not counting some other uh, costs that are in there. We're going to actually take a look at those and specifically from uh, one of the founders of the Yuga ecosystem later on. We got the Mocha ID revealing points, Polygon 2.0, uh, SEC targeting Ripple again. They just need SEC just needs to chill, bro. Uh, and a couple more other things. And of course, we have the Ninja Snapshot. Uh, Ninja Alerts is a company that I work for. Snapshot of our top 300. My boy Kyle actually uh, got in that top 100. It's going to be customized ninjas that are ordinals. Uh, super excited about that. And I'm just excited to talk about ordinals and Bitcoin as well on this podcast. Didn't even put that on the show notes, but I actually have a, a side topic to talk to you with you about that as well. All that being said, I want to move on to specifics. Uh, Bitcoin right now in the past seven days is up 13%. We're at 34 1,279. Um, Ethereum is about half of that. So Ethereum is not quite trailing quite as well as it usually is, but it's still up 6.56% at $1,783. Most altcoins, like the top 100, you're going to see are green, green, green. Uh, for really not every chart as far as 24 hours, seven days, and even the 30 days. So overall, the market has a much better feel right now. NFTs aren't quite as strong right now, but you're still seeing a, a couple of uh, between the two, you're still seeing them uh, follow. You're seeing some uptrends, especially these blue chip collections. So I don't know, Kyle. To me, it's a pretty good market feel right now. How are you feeling about everything? It's just very interesting to watch because, like, Bitcoin has been on an absolutely tear. The S and P's actually down. You know, a lot of people are trying to say, you know, the S and P's going to dump. So is Bitcoin at the same time. Well, that's not the case, man. Now we're not seeing that play out right now. It's actually being decoupled. So it's really refreshing to actually see that. Now, can it sustain moving forward? That's the question I think a lot of people are going to be asking. But definitely been calling it on the channel here and on on our podcast is like the decoupling, the NFT market upticking a little bit. So you definitely want to subscribe to the DJ and Dad's podcast because we're late at night, as Chris said, recording this as true DJ and Dad's. Ayo, and Kyle just celebrated one of his kids' birthday today, so that's awesome. So you know yep. he's worn out from uh, throwing, a, throwing a party for the little one. That, that can be exhausting. But exactly like you said, for the S&P 500, we're actually seeing like at least a short-term decoupling. Uh, what To expand on that, like what does that mean if you're watching this or you're just not familiar with any of this? Um, that's kind of one of the goals, I would say, for Bitcoin is to not correlate with the stock market because over the recent years, that's what it's done. Stock market goes up, Bitcoin goes up. Stock market goes down, Bitcoin goes down. But 
Bitcoin is now hopefully also be considering like a de-risk asset. So essentially, like if you have like people all over the world not fully trusting their currency, um, then they're going to put it into Bitcoin so that they can have like that freedom of transaction and that freedom period. And you might be seeing that even in times of uncertainty and possibly war across the world of people kind of going to Bitcoin as like a safety net um, opposed to going to Bitcoin as a means of investment to for a higher value uh and that's just like one of the many like cool parts of bitcoin that i get my nerdy self gets excited about um i don't know what's your thoughts on that kyle yeah dude um like it's a long time coming for this to happen and actually see play out because a lot of the ogs in this space man have been waiting years i mean that's the whole sole reason why a lot of people are here philosophically you know morally or whatever um is that you know bitcoin is that hedge and of protection against these uh, currencies that continue to be you know inflated into infinity and printed into infinity so it's really refreshing to see a decoupling like this um now uh it doesn't really bode well for certain currencies out there that which is pretty unfortunate but you know as we move forward you know hopefully again there's other ways that possibly are on the table for traditional people to get into bitcoin looking at spot bitcoin etfs and all that good stuff so uh the future seems pretty bright despite everything going on in the world despite you know all the all the things you know macro inflation or my, macroeconomics not looking too hot possible recessions but bitcoin man is doing really well so again it's one of those exciting times to be in the space even though it looks a little grim on the outside. Yeah, we can't ignore the Bitcoin ETF possibility, and that you know could be part of the reason why we're seeing a why it's looking like a decoupling, but it could just be everybody's like trying to front run the ETF. Uh, so we talked a lot about that either last week or the week before. But essentially, the SEC is kind of being backed into a corner of like you know. Ma mandatory approve or not approvals but mandatory decisions over some etfs and um if the etf is approved i mean you could see massive liquidity uh, from institutions coming in from uh, you know, coming into Bitcoin. And it's like retail investors have had years and years at this point to be able to decide whether they want to get in before these massive institutions. So you're kind of seeing people like want to try to front run that decision. Yeah, yeah, you could see people putting in longs possibly too, like you said, front running it, adding in long positions and kind of multiplying that kind of effect as well. Um, so we will see and it, it's kind of paramount that it holds these levels, but time will tell as we move forward for sure. Um, now there is, I guess, some drama in the VV community. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but uh, or you want to keep <laughs> you want to keep cooking on this topic. Yeah, I'll let you. Yeah, I want to say one more thing. So, like, um, you know, we're doing that ordinal snapshot with our ninjas, and uh, I'm not saying this to inflate our pri project price, whatever. I'm saying this in general. It's a cool concept. Um, is w one of my one of the people that I listen to a lot. You know, illustrated it like this. Uh, there's Bitcoin and there's ordinals. Okay, so ordinals are inscriptions on Bitcoin. They're literally inscribed on each Satoshi. So it's a little bit different than Ethereum NFTs um, because NFTs are, they're on Ethereum, but they're not like, most of them are not on chain and they're definitely not inscribed, you know, on that. So 
he kind of compared it with Bitcoin being gold and then uh, ordinals being jewelry. Like ordinals, and I actually want to expand on this topic too. So ordinals being this thing that you you flex or has utility, you know, has arts as a tool, other people, and, they, and then there's art, and then other people have like other means to do it. But basically like, you know, your bracelet that you're wearing, you can barely see this, it's kind of small. Um, or, or your necklace, uh, you, you know, we we're talking about your D-Gods necklace earlier, how you had it outside the hoodie hey. um, and all that, you know? Like this is, you know, all that stuff is, is valuable but at the end of the day because at the end of the day you can melt it down and it be like um and, and it be like gold you know if you melt down gold now now ordinals are like that to a smaller extent because if you melt down your ordinal it's just one satoshi but it's still cool like it, it makes sense in my head because you're kind of like building things out of things that already exist that already have an attributed value so technically as long as bitcoin's thriving like your ordinal can't go to zero because it's still going to be a satoshi so like that satoshi if bitcoin survives is still going to be worth something so this goes on to a bigger topic too of uh giancarlo buys tokens that's his like youtube name uh, it's just giancarlo on twitter uh, he recently made a video talking about like if we see another bull run or when we see another bull run uh just kind of his thoughts on like whether nfts are going to correlate with ethereum again uh because we saw it in 2021 uh really they correlated you know ethereum went up you know from 700 to 2000 3000 whatever 4000 whatever it was and NFTs followed suit for the most part, especially those like really high end projects like CryptoPunks went from like 10 ETH to like 100 ETH. Uh, Board Apes went from like 5 ETH to like 80 ETH. Uh, actually, you know, the highs were a lot higher than that, but like you get what I'm saying. Like it like correlated with Ethereum. Uh, and then, you know, of course, you had Beanie and Maxi flooding it, saying like that, that they're decoupled, that they don't uh, correlate with each other, and that data shows whatever. And uh, last thing I'll say before I pass the mic is like Giancarlo is basically saying like what data like we really had one strong cycle of ETH and NFTs like actually like making a scene you mm -hmm. know um, so it's hard just to take it one year's worth of, or a couple of years of one market worth of data and say that like this is what's going to happen next time like mm -hmm. anybody who's telling you that is probably trying to sell you something trying to short you or trying to like you know whatever uh, so I, it's very interesting but I, we're going to have that same outlook on Bitcoin and ordinals as well you know like if Bitcoin goes up you would think ordinals like logically you would think ordinals would go down because it's like people are paying more for ordinals so we see that with our mint right now because we say our mint at a bitcoin price but bitcoin's going up so in u.s dollar terms like so is the price uh but that wasn't the case you know 2021 so uh, what do you think kyle do you think uh bitcoin ordinals are going to be paired together um and go up together go down together and same thing for ethereum and, and uh nfts you know, when people say like, you know, when they look at that, the, the data, like the data, the data that I think that people should look at is the data that is common sense with human nature, with collectibles, with people that um, with like things that humans collect already. I think there's like, I don't know, hundreds and thousands of years of data there. When you start talking about art, you start talking about collectibles, jewelry, all that associated stuff with humans and how humans collect already. And I think it's safe to say that there's a lot of data there. Um, now, like when you're correlating a new market, like NFTs are, is a new market. And technically that data is, is kind of like, yeah, it, there's only one cycle for sure. Um, I, I do think it's going to correlate for sure. I, I don't think I like to me, there's no doubts in my mind because it's in what you see really across like art, like in the traditional sense is now you're seeing all these like apps being built around traditional, you know, web two art and physical art where the appreciation has gone up over time because the currencies 
either get de- devalued or the art itself has more value over time because it's more appreciated over time. Um, so there's two different scenarios there that like these like really good art and really good collectibles tend to just appreciate over time in general just because it's good. So I think it's safe to say like those two things happen on a consistent basis. Um, so that's what I look at. I look at the human condition. You know, I look at human nature um, and common sense when I look at stuff like this and not just like, do these two things correlate? It's like, no, let's look at human nature and what human nature has to say over uh, like thousands of years, you know? So anyways, that's my kind of thought on it. Um, I don't look at data as the same as like most kind of traditional investors, nor do I look at it as new investors as well. So some guys are just technical analysis or you get guys that are just fundamental analysis, but I'm more like a guy that approaches things like from every single angle and every single like thought pattern and how those uh, affect each other. And even looking out outside of that, outside of the box, the macro and other angles that might possibly play into it, like psychology and things like that. So I know that yeah, was like man, a long you, answer, but I, nah, that's, yeah, my brain good. was just like rolling, you know, like was just the gears were just turning in my head when you were talking about all that. Yeah, two things. I'll start off with a not as serious one and then go on to the serious one. Um, the not as serious one is I've been trying to get you to listen to John Bellion for like ever. Yeah, I doubt you still have or you have yet, but he has a whole album called The Human Condition. 10 out of 10 would recommend it. That's completely random. Just made me think of it when you're talking about like how humans think. Um, number two, the little bit more serious one, uh, a, the, I think it was a Miles Morales comic. There was some comic that was bought during the last bull market for like 50 K that was just resold for like 15 K. I got those, I got those numbers wrong, like just then, but like you get the point, like it was, it was like a significant difference. So like, I don't know. It, it kind of had, it's a lot of human psychology and when things go up like people make money they like want to treat themselves and uh again going back to Giancarlo's video one thing he said that like made sense to me is essentially if you if you gave a bunch of gamers like a a stimmy check like uh, just a lot of money randomly what are they probably going to spend some of their money on they're probably going to spend some of their money on like skins and games like they're probably going to buy some csgo crates or they're probably going to buy some like call of duty skins or fortnite skins so what do you think is going to happen when crypto gets a gets a semi check? Like what happens when everything if everything you own like two X's, three X's, four X's like not one for a lot of people, they might liquidate and just be like, I'm done. But for other people, they're going to be like, oh, this is cool. Extra money. I want to buy something nice. I want to buy myself some nice things. And so they will. So I don't know. That, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, and like with collectibles or comics, even like you mentioned, is sometimes there's even like the factors like they released a new movie or they released a new game and then the community gets really excited again. Um, and then people are like, well, I really want that. And then they get this like FOMO from it. And then they just like all of a sudden the comic value shoots up, you know, those are like those factors too. So there's like all these external factors that people don't necessarily think about all the time that also affect like a certain comic or certain what collectible or whatever. Right. Apple drops mm-hmm. a new iPhone. All of a sudden, the iPhone one sealed goes for it's. You know, I just saw a post going for eighty thousand dollars now. Um, so the more Apple does, and the more success Apple like keeps dropping all these generations, it's like the the more the iPhone one goes up. So um, sometimes yeah. it's not so straightforward, um, and it's not just like 
um, you know, hey, let's just use one set of data. It's more like I think of it, let's use all the data outside of the data that you're looking at. Like there's all these other external variables that come into play as well. Let's think about those two. That's how I think. Absolutely, man. I agree. We'll move on to uh, what we briefly mentioned, some uh, VV, I guess, drama. Um, basically, one of the... By the way, I'm about to talk about this. I'm not throwing shade at anybody. Um, this is just like Shots covering fired. what happened. Shots fired. I'm yeah, Yeah, I guess Vault got in, VV Vault got into it with VV yet again. And uh, it looks like he's like completely out. Like, I don't know. Like he said, he's selling his Twitter. He said he's selling his YouTube, which by the way, Vault, if you're watching this, I'd be interested to buy your YouTube, possibly. I'll offer um, a dollar more than Chris though. Just one dollar. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that being said, though, uh, he apparently sold his Twitter, but the guy who he sold his Twitter to apparently tried to, like, scam people, and so he took back his Twitter. <laughs> I don't really know the, like, the whole ins and outs of it. The only reason I'm mentioning it is because I, I, I mean, VVL's huge in the community, man. Like, he's been one of the largest content creators in VV, like, since the beginning, um i really honestly I, I hate to see him go like i i know like there's been a lot of controversy around him uh but it's just like i hate to see anybody that's been here since the beginning like really grinding it out uh day in and day out leave and um yeah i, I hate that it happened but i guess yeah. here we are and i'm also interested to see what happens with his twitter now because it's kind of like I sold it to somebody. Oh, wait, I took it back. And But now it's like, I don't know if that person is lying. Like, if he actually did sell it, now it's like, I don't know if that person is trying to act like him and, like, mm. scam more, scam people. I don't know. Well, I know that VV Vault has two accounts, too. So um, I think he's got the larger OG Vault account. So that's, like, something you can kind of cross-verify. Now, I haven't seen too much, I don't think, out of that account. Um, but it is an interesting update. You know, I think a lot of OGs, like, triple OGs, like, people like me and you that are kind of just around the community still, um, not as deeply as involved as we once were because there's, you know, we got jobs outside of, you know, we have our own jobs in the macro, you know, like, working really in, like, literally working with other crypto topics and things we all have to really be do you know, do our due diligence around. So it's not like we're in VV as much as we once were. But um, yeah, it's just like sad to see every time an OG leaves and, you know, look at a guy like Tapstrade who's like kind of just like just randomly just stopped making content. And I don't know what has happened to, to a guy like Taps and maybe he comes back perhaps. I would love to see Taps come back in general, not just to make just VV content. I'd love to just to hear and see him make just content in general. But um, nonetheless, like, yeah, it is always one of those things, like anytime a big OG, like kind of just, you, you know, calls it quits or whatever. It's always kind of like a man, that's crazy. You know, it does kind of hits you at, at home a little bit, knowing that like what was once a crazy. I mean, at the time there was just like an emotional high. I mean, I'm sure you can relate Chris, like in the OG days, like things were popping off. Like it was just a time to be alive, man. Um, and so the community yeah. was just wild. Um, Good I, times, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's such a community. And I think at the end of the day, like, you know, I don't know. It's just fun to be a part of in the early days and uh, be around some of those OGs. Yeah, and, and I got to meet Vault as well at the uh, Decon, which was my Same. first Decon as well, I think. So that was yeah. good. Yeah, no, we need to do that again. I don't know. That's uh, just yeah, a lot of nostalgic, you know, like it's yeah. been several years, you know, it's like we're going on, it's almost 2024, you know, I think we started, everybody started doing videos in 2021. So 
Yeah, it's, that's it's weird, been man. a long time. It's so weird. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. Yeah, and so. Cavell was stopped for a while too, um, and literally just came back recently. It's like he he didn't know. I don't think he knew that Vault was leaving, but it's funny. It's like he came in at the same time, came back at the same time. It's kind of like a transition. Yeah, it it was. Yeah, yeah. Now, so I always thought Cavell was going to come back. I think he's just working a little bit more. Um, and I think a lot of guys, you know, during the bear market, have, in general, like NFTs, we see have just kind of gone back to work and worked their own jobs. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see like the next like wave of creators, perhaps VV, perhaps not, um, see who does really well in this next run. Um, I'm really curious to see. Um, I'll probably still be doing a little bit more VV content just in general, like around the app and like ideas. Maybe I don't know. I was watching Cavell videos. He's done done some pretty good ones the last couple of videos, like ways um vv can improve and things like that which i do agree with a lot of the content i think people view it as like you know critical or like fud almost and i'm like no i think they're just trying to tell like how platforms can improve in areas and i think that's okay to do um you know it it encourages people to think and I, i think that's always a good idea i completely agree man yeah i'll still be doing vv videos as well but mine are usually like more like substantial news or updates uh nowadays because it's like i used to cover like every little thing um but it's just like it's a lot of time dedication and dedication to like uh, for like the amount of other things i have going on that like pay the bills or that like get me towards my goals um so it's like you know it's it's just a lot to ask right now in this market to like cover those type of things uh but i still i mean like you go to my page right now and like last like you know two out of five videos are probably vv at least so i guess definitely still cover the stuff but um another thing that i cover uh let me get it here see how chris yeah. pronounces this yeah. let's see let's hear it yeah all right we got these uh wait what do you mean how, how i pronounce it these beautiful oh yeah i forgot there is there is a certain pronunciation so kyle you're probably not gonna be able, you can see that it's not a jpeg but like this is for the this is for the actual pod bro at the back it says uh it says this is not a jpeg and i actually forgot the way to pronounce it it's um these are heavy bro like these are like way heavier than i expected they, they look like straight clogs how thick they are Dude, these things, to, are, thick. They, these the things are like thick with like three c's bro they're like thick 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 and um you know got that actually i'm gonna wake up my kids but <laughs> they're like hey daddy woke me yeah. up apparently if uh you like hit the what are those though? you never it, said it sounds dense you, you were calling them Tinaj. I was too. <laughs> it's yeah, like know, Tina J or something. Tina J. That's what they're called. Uh, Tina, Tina J. J's. These are the Tina J's. Not Tinaj. We were calling them Tinaj's, bro. Tinaj sounds it, cooler. Look, look, I'm not going to lie. If, if you're going to make an acronym, like make it clear for people, like yeah. especially people that like speak about it, like content creators, you know, say like yeah, Tina did. slash J. Well, they didn't even put it. They didn't even put like the dots like in the in between each letter to like abbreviate like they just put Tinaj to like leave it up to guess, and then right. they're like, oh yeah, it means this is not a JPEG, and you're like, well, I didn't know that, but now I do. <laughs> so. It was yeah, a, it's cool, cool though. The cool the shoes are cool. I think they're like biz cash. Like they're perfect for, in my opinion, for like crypto web three events. I think that they fit yeah. like really well with that. I'm actually wearing those too. I'm not just gonna like. Like my Puma ones, like I'm probably like I'm collecting those. I'm not gonna wear them, but these I'm actually gonna like wear. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely wear the Tinaj, Tina J's, Tina sure J's, too. bro, two to J's, Tina J's. Um, so on to the next 
actually got to show this on stream. Uh, I don't even know what section of the video, probably like 23 minutes in. Um, but so what are they called? The, uh, what I mentioned earlier with Huga or AKA board apes, they're officially going through the lawsuit against uh, Ryder rips and, uh, and Paulo, Polly, whatever his name is, Polly. It's a 1.5 here. This is from Gordon Goner, which is the co-founder of Huga Labs. Uh, 1.5 million plus legal fees and another $100,000 for our anti-slap of all their uh, BS. Bad day to be a scammer, good day to be an ape. Um, and so, yeah, there's that. And then uh, I'll also, if I remember, show this image that people made of uh, basically the apes carrying out the trash, which is Ryder and, and Polly. Uh, a little like quick backstory. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this is that they basically copied and pasted uh, the Bored Ape collection and sold it for profit. And they called it, instead of Basie, they called it RR Basie. On top of that, they followed it up with saying that Basie had a lot of ties with stuff that I'm not even going to mention right now on stream because I don't want it to like hurt our, our channel's viewing. Um, but they, they made a bunch of stuff, you know, or not made up, but like they they really went into the rabbit hole of it um but it's an interesting debate at the base because part of it is well there's copyright infringement which is copyright infringement and then there's um defamation so those make sense but i would say the if, if i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt the gray line that i'm not even too sure if anybody in court realized this would be that you technically can't copy like and that was one of their arguments like you can't really copy an nft because like you're not really copying the art it's like an it's it's another token you know so like you're not taking that same token and then selling it as your own you're selling a you're selling a, your own token it just so happens to point to the same asset you know so if you understand what what nfts are you would understand or like how they work like on a little bit uh more tech level you kind of you kind of follow what i'm saying like essentially most nfts that aren't on chain are pointing to an asset so there's just like uh it's like it's almost like a hyperlink saying this is where your nft exists and this is where it gets to where it matters does your nft exist on like an ipfs like a decentralized storage does it exist on a very centralized storage, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's writers saying, look, I didn't copy them. I'm not selling these apes. I'm just selling this token. That just so happens to point to the same thing their token points to. So that was that was their argument. Yeah, and I think they had another argument in there somewhere, something about the art, like it being generative and like it's like who owns the art. There's like some underlying like art argument as well around the case and then they lost i think that i think they just lost downright lost every part of the case that they presented basically well they part of their art thing with you was like oh they're everything's a derivative like these apes are a derivative of of monkeys <laughs> you know <laughs> well, uh so yeah it was it was like a argument of not abstract art there's another word for it but it was basically yeah. Oh, silly, then that. Yeah. Then they try to present like it was freedom of expression, and they lost that argument as well. It's like, you know, this is like not like we're not stealing the. It's like a freedom of expression uh, because I, I don't I don't remember why, but it, but they lost that argument as well. 
but like if they won if they won it would have been bad i think for nfts in general as well like it was like that kind of implications for nfts because it's like then everybody could just rip off everybody else's nfts so it set a very bad example and a bad precedence in the space um so it's kind of a good deal that they lost in my opinion yeah because that would just be no, bad. I, like I, I think, I, I think that would be a big L if they won. Because everybody would just, you would see so many more scam projects <laughs> popping up, being like, "Oh, well, we're just selling the token, bro," and like you'd see more like Ben Dotty scammers like joining the space. Oof. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Yeah, you said it. Or, and he's an ape, man. I, man, it's just he's got like what he's up to like eight or ten million dollars of people just donating him crypto. I'm like, bro, we we we, we out here raising kids. Like, send us a couple <sighs> mil. Like send bro, send the DJ dads a couple mil, man. I'll put my wallet out there. Kyle, it's Kyle Wilson Send me some, send me some millies, baby. Baby, <laughs> come on. Like, how does this guy like raise that much million dollars on like launching a token? Just saying he's gonna launch a token. Like anybody can launch a token. It's not that hard, you know. Yeah, he just launched beg, like the ticker beg. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. And let's see how many people sent so far. I'm about to look up the ENS real quick. That is crazy. I mean, at this point, like as Bitcoin is just like starting to take off, it's like I I just don't see the meme coin like that being the meme coin I'm going to put my money into. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not my vibes. <laughs> There's $8.2 million in this just wallet. blows my mind, bro. Like, I, I mean, maybe Ben one day it turns out to be a great guy. I don't know. I don't know the guy. Uh, I kind of well, just casually bash him on the podcast without knowing him. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast one day to say, like, hey, bro, like, well, what, what, what's the deal with all these tokens you're launching, watching? And, like, what have you done with all this money? Like, have you put some of this money back to good causes? Like, what's what's up with that? You know, what's, where's this money gone? You know what I mean? Maybe we'll ask him that one day. Yeah. But Maybe as it stands, it's just day, like man. the most degen de- behavior I think I've ever seen out of being in crypto. This entire market is 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 that. It's hard to wrap my head around, honestly. And it's the same yeah, people that sit, keep sending him money probably too. Like I know Wes, I know Wes, you're out there thinking Wes, Wes keeps saying he's going to build the next board API club. I'm like, no, I don't think so, buddy. (laughs) I don't don't think that's going to happen. I love you, Wes, but it ain't going to happen. No, bro. I don't trust this dude for real. I don't know who all follows him, but don't trust him. Who's going to build up the next board API club is going to be the board API club. That's the only people that's going to be the board API club. I agree. But you know who else could build a board ape yacht club style ecosystem? Matter of fact, who is the number two holder of ape coin right now? Is um, because is of their Ninja now. Alerts? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's Mochaverse. Um, yeah, and they apparently just launched something. You want to talk about it? Yeah, Mochaverse. They're <laughs> launching, and that's a really good point because they are actually juggernauts in the space. If it's one company or one platform whatever it's like an entire ecosystem it could be mochaverse for for real like we talked about this on the last podcast they raised like now they're number the number two apecoin holder out of the entire apecoin dow so they have significant voting power um and then now they're dropping a new what's called mocha id which is going to allow people to have an id like a kind of like a identity on chain if you will but in their mochaverse ecosystem to allow you to earn like points rewards all kinds of stuff like that 
Um, it's really cool. They have like 450 projects that they have invested in. That's a part of their ecosystem. So they have major, major reach. And of course, now major reach in the ApeCoin DAO, what ApeCoin DAO actually does moving forward. So that's like something to definitely pay attention to. That's like major alpha we're giving you guys right here on the DJ Dads podcast. So if you can get a hold of one of those Mocha IDs, which me and Chris may have codes in the future. So you definitely want to tune into our podcast in the future if we decide to give those out. Because ultimately, like us being I have codes right now, I think. Yeah, us being holders is important because if we give you a code and you like are interacting in the ecosystem, we can kind of get rewarded uh, for it as well. So this is like one of those serious kind of things. And um, yeah, like let me go ahead and it's called the realm points. So realm points. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Realm points are going to be really big moving forward and allow you to earn points. It's different from the realm tickets and the um, what was it? The the Mocha Canna like points, whatever Mocha XP so this is completely different. And as long as you have a Mocha ID, you can have these round points. And all you have to do is partake in these fun events that they always got going on and giveaways and community ran stuff. And probably uh, in the not so distant future, all the games that are launching, you're talking about like Phantom Galaxies, Rec League, all these cool games that they're like a part of and probably going to have to do with, Ape, in my opinion, ApeDAO in the future as well. Um, just how significant of a holder they are. Um, so I think this is definitely some big alpha right here. What's your thoughts? Where well, you can read. I'm some excited. That if you want to. Yeah, I'm excited, especially as a holder. So yeah. we knew about the we knew about the identity already, of course. I think we both already like tried yeah, to get ours and got the codes. Well, um, Mocha holders uh, get. Uh, so if you're a Mocha verse NFT holder like me and Chris, you're going to get early access to the Mocha IDs. But everybody else kind of has to, like, you have to be grinding for it to get that early access. There's IRL rewards as well. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Um, you earn through social quests, attribution from your invite codes. Partner activations, uh, which are, like, older 450, you know, giant book of games and fun stuff. Yeah. Choose your invite codes. Go very carefully as you get a 5% of rum points earned by each person you invite. So we got to be careful who we pick, Kyle. I'm pretty sure I just handed away the first one. I handed away my first two, but they should. I think they're going to give out more codes to uh, Mochaverse NFT holders, but I don't want to like say that for sure because I don't. I think I've saw that somewhere. Mm. But I think yeah, as I'm time excited. goes on, man, it. I think this one's going to be a banger, um, and I think people are going to want to hold this. Yeah. No, I completely agree, man. I, I mean, I, I'm still holding on, and it's one of the few projects I'm like really excited about. So, we will we'll see how Mocha goes. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, because like uh, you know, we could we could talk about this and close up the podcast, is the um, dude. So I know it's not new, but me and Kyle were actually talking about this ahead of time. Uh, some of the VR stuff with the Quest Three has just been like awesome looking. Um, there, there's two things specifically that I saw recently. Uh, one of them is this guy is like basically like viewing a what looks like a monitor setup. Like it, it's like a screen, 
and uh, he's playing like a game on the screen, but there's actually no monitor there. It's all just in uh, in mixed reality or augmented reality. Um, so that was really cool. And then there's another one where this guy was basically playing like zombie cod zombies, like in his living room, uh, like zombies like crawling through his like windows and coming up the ladder and stuff like that. And that was really cool too. So it looks like the Quest Three's really elevated the experience of the VR and AR. I think all of this ties into uh, I mean ties into gaming, which ties into Web Three, but it also ties into um, any of these projects that offer a virtual reality augmented reality or let's say the buzzword metaverse type of experience uh what do you think kyle yeah man metaverse is going to come back for sure like i don't think like i i know it's got a stigma about it but meta changed their name facebook changed their name to meta i don't think it's going to go away and i think people are going to wish they didn't like act like metaverse is dead and i think like the zuckerbergs of the world are going to make people eat that like well the meta quest 3 has an amazing snapdragon processor from qualcomm um, and I think the chips are going to get even more powerful and, you know, look at the, the, the glasses they're putting out with AI. I think those are going to get more powerful. Mixed reality is going to be easier in the future. Um, like you were saying, the productivity hacks with some of these like, you know, glasses, goggles or whatever, like you, like even Apple has a really productive, you know, headset coming in the not so distant future where they literally demonstrated like you could have a workspace literally at an empty desk and like these monitors pop up around you. Um, that's the future, man. And, you know, people that may not have a lot of like space, um, this could be a really good solution, especially all you need is a desk or they might not have, you know, the money to go out and buy a bunch of monitors and all that fun stuff or whatever, where you can just have one single device and that just be your entire computer and it can be your gaming system and it can be so much more. Um, so I don't know, man, I think these devices are just going to get cheaper, more affordable and the productivity, the f entertainment levels are going to go off the chart. Uh, to me, it's clear as day where the future is going, especially like AI. You throw in the mix of like anything that it touches is going to make better. Like chip making yeah. process, you know, obviously the AI process, we're seeing it on the chat GPT level, human productivity level. Um, but like making these devices just better. Um, so, yeah, it's crazy. So what a, what what a time do. to be alive, man. What a time I'm to be alive. I'm going to leave the link to the video that we're referencing where the guy is looking at the screen in virtual reality in today's newsletter. Because it's spooky. 2 p.m. Central Time. And it's Halloween, right? No, it's, it's Halloween Tuesday. No, I know, but by the time they, like see this some viewers might by the time they see it, it's gonna be halloween oh, it's oh. halloween season we gotta make it a halloween, it's halloween season it's ha halloween come on season. come on be a celebration you know halloween what i'm saying <laughs> we're trying to be spooky uh, up at this place i wasn't talking about the zombies one but i could uh i could do the zombie one yes spooky newsletter we'll do the we'll do the zombies one are you are you doing anything for halloween uh i'll be working for halloween but i'm not I, doing it. i'm not actually not doing anything either i just wondered if you were we did we did our Halloween stuff uh, Saturday yesterday. Did you do we like a trunk or a, treat or? We went to well, actually went to trunk or treat Wednesday. We went to pumpkin festival yesterday. That was like really good. And then uh, we went trick or treating and um, like a at, at a pretty good place to go trick or treating. Like people were handing out like full out like candy bars. Wait, do you guys sell like, a lot of pumpkin spice lattes at your coffee shop? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, for go. sure, for sure. <laughs> let's go. We even like make a pumpkin cold foam and stuff. But I'll be working my shop a lot this week um, because of you know stuff. So I will not be you know very active. 
Well, happy Halloween for everybody watching the podcast. And if you really want to, if you really want the alpha, you have to subscribe, hit that notification bell for the next one.